Time for some business news now on the programme. We're starting with one of the uh, darlings, really, of the uh, crypto world. He's been giving uh, an interview for the first time after the collapse of his exchange platform. Charles Pellegrin, business editor, is here to tell us more, Charles. That's right. We should really say former dar darlings. And we're talking about, obviously, Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of crypto exchange FTX, who spoke at the New York Times uh, Dealbook Summit on Wednesday. Uh, he uh, made his appearance uh, by video link from the Bahamas, where FTX has set its headquarters a couple of years ago, and mentioned that his lawyers tried to dissuade him from speaking to the media. But he said he can't pretend the outside world doesn't exist. As a reminder, the collapse of FTX, which was once valued at $32 billion, has left in its wake a huge amount of financial loss for its users who were unable to withdraw their funds. Well, some of the customer funds were apparently used by Bankman-Fried's trading company, Alameda Research. SBF, as he's known, denied any ill intent, saying, I didn't ever try to commit fraud. And when it comes to using funds from FTX users for his trading company, he said, I was failing to pay nearly enough attention to positions and positional risk on the exchange and to Alameda's in particular. And I substantially underestimated what the scale and speed of the crypto market crash would look like. Well, Bankman-Fried was light on detail when it comes to use of funds and appeared nervous, often tapping his foot repeatedly. FTX is uh, the subject of investigations by regulators and prosecutors in the U.S. and the Bahamas. And the U.S. House of uh, Representatives has passed a bill to prevent a potentially catastrophic freight rail strike. The bipartisan majority effectively forced four out of the uh, 12 unions to accept a deal found in September that would increase wages but lacks guaranteed paid sick leave. The bill is now heading to the Senate, where leaders have suggested they will move quickly to avoid disruption. Venezuela's president, Nicolas Maduro, says that the U.S. government granting energy giant Chevron the ability to expand its operations in Venezuela is a positive first step. But Maduro said the new contracts were not enough. He's called for total lifting of U.S. sanctions, Solange Mougin has more on how Venezuela's largely abandoned oil industry will not be up and running at full capacity anytime soon. It's a first easing, but one that comes with many strings attached. After Washington's approval last week that American energy giant Chevron could increase production in Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro said it's a positive first step. But he wants a total lifting of U.S. sanctions. But the license stipulates that cash payments and tax royalties still can't go to his government. Venezuela has the right to economic freedom, trade and production. They are trying to set up a neo-colonial or colonial model on Venezuela, where a different country takes sanctions and says to all the countries in the world, this country cannot produce or sell oil. Off its coastline and beneath its fields, Venezuela has the largest oil reserves in the world with some 300 million barrels. But since 2019, sanctions have been in place over Maduro's refusal to cede power. With Caracas having picked up talks again with the opposition and with an increased global thirst for natural gas and oil due to the war in Ukraine, the easing of the oil embargo is, for this analyst, an unexpected diplomatic shift. But it won't necessarily greatly alter global supplies. The global oil supply is 100 million barrels a day. Venezuela's production does not even reach 1% of this, and what we estimate in terms of increased production does not even reach 2% of the global supply. However, in the global scenario, there is a readjustment. Those exports that used to go to Asia can now go to the United States. 
The new contracts will help Chevron pick up on its investments in Venezuela. The over $300 billion oil giant poured some $4 billion into the country to tap into its reserves. Let's take a look at the markets this hour in Europe. Bourses trading higher at the open in the footsteps of uh, what happened in Wall Street yesterday and, and also in the Asian marketplaces this morning. As we can see, uh, well, we're, this is the Asian markets also up. Uh, the Shanghai Composite up by half a percent. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong up by 0.40 percent. And the Nikkei in Tokyo up almost uh, 1 percent. Uh, we will we might show you the European markets that are also opened higher uh, today. And this uh, after, as there you go, uh, the London, the FTSE in London up by two tenths of a percent and the cacao in Paris up by uh, 0.70%. So all this uh, after the chair of the U.S. Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, hinted that interest rate hikes to combat inflation could start slowing down in December. Take a listen. Monetary policy affects the economy and inflation with uncertain lags. <clears throat> And the full effects of our rapid tightening so far are yet to be felt. Thus, it makes sense to moderate the pace of our rate increases as we approach the level of restraint that will be sufficient to bring inflation down. The time for moderating the pace of rate increases may come as soon as the December meeting. And you've all heard the theory stating that if you put a monkey in a room with a typewriter long enough, well, he'll end up writing the complete works of Shakespeare. <laughs> but what if you gave that monkey the option of typing with his mind. That's what Elon Musk's Neuralink startup has been trialing with a brain implant. Musk says this technology would be ready to trial in humans in six months, and they've submitted all the necessary paperwork to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to get that through. Uh, this implant could be used to restore vision and to help people with disabilities move and communicate by decoding brain activity. The FDA, though, uh, Stewart, has concerns over possible overheating of the implant and of toxic chemicals seeping into the brain. Wow, it looks like an amazing idea should it come to fruition. I was looking at that image there, it looks like me sitting there writing my links at uh, very, very early in the morning as we have to here at France 24. Fingers crossed for it.